podcast going. Video cast going. So, I'm going to wrap up my 2021 year in review with uh, things that I just found interesting this year. Strange events. I don't know what you want to call them. But my top uh, news articles, thoughts and opinions of the year. What went on. And how this is going to, I don't know, maybe get into a little bit of how this is going to affect 2022. At least some of it will. Um, And it's going to be... Just a brief tidbit of several things. But first, I have to light my cigar. And I'll let you guys listen to some sound bites. Some musical clips. This is Big John on Americana, The American Way. And we can, pardon me, go back to, um, (laughs) you can find me on Rumble at Americana the American Way. You can find this on all the podcast platforms at Americana the American Way. You can... Find me on Twitter, Gab, and Getter at the real underscore Big John, and on Parlor at the real Big John, all one word. If I can get the sound bites to uh, load to where I want them to be. some clips of Donald Trump in there and of Joe Biden. We started the year by losing a great president. If I can get the sand out of my eye. Um, I think you'd have to be almost blind now to see that this election wasn't stolen. If you go uh, search down The break wall on your podcast. Uh, A friend and I talked about this the other night. Some of what happened was uh, $500 million from the 
Zuckerberg Chen Foundation went into helping local boards of elections with uh, grants for counting votes, right? Well, when they gave them the grant, they also put stipulations. And this is how you got people out, <clears throat> out canvassing for votes, helping people fill out their ballots or filling them out for them. And also, this is how we got the, uh, well, the signature doesn't need to match or the signature doesn't need to be there. See, there were some stipulations attached to the grants. You had to count the votes the way the Zuckerberg Chen Foundation wanted them counted. You had to give up your voter rolls so that the foundation, through other foundations they were funding, could go out and canvas the most Democrat areas and help people vote. That aside, let's start with uh, January 6th, but not where you think we're going to start. We had the Electoral College certification process start the way it should constitutionally. Mike Pence, the vice president, presiding. He was presiding because he was the vice president, and that's what the law says should happen. It was a joint session of the House and Senate. The uh, members of the House could object to the electoral votes in whatever state was up for certification given a senator signed off on the objection as well. And there were six states at least that were going to be objected to. They got to the first objection and then all hell broke loose, but we'll get to that. <clears throat> there was a bomb threat at the Capitol prior to the riot, which barely qualified as a riot in hindsight. Um, nobody, pardon me, well, let me do the electoral thing first before we get the cart in front of the horse. There is absolutely nothing constitutionally or in the electoral college uh, count act. I may not have that wording exactly right, but there is nothing in that law or in the constitution that said Mike Pence can stop this and say that States A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Q, L, M, N, O, P have to be recounted or audited. And what you needed really to overturn this election, if it was going to be overturned at all, and it was damn near impossible legally or constitutionally to throw out votes because once they're taken out of their secret envelope, if there were a mail-in vote, all those ballots are put in with the rest of the ballots, usually. Um, so you don't know what ballot came from a mail-in vote without a signature. You don't know what ballot came in um, a mail-in envelope that did not have uh, identification along with it. For example, here in Ohio, if you mail in your ballot, one, you have to have a signature on it, 
and it has to match the signature on record at the Board of Elections. It has to have, in addition to that, either your driver's license or state identification card number or the last four digits of your social security number. If any of those things are missing or the signature doesn't match the signature on file at the Board of Elections, that ballot is not even taken out of the envelope, it's put aside, and it's not counted. Other states, including Joe Biden's home state of Delaware, have similar laws, and Delaware is one of the strictest, but as you heard, Joe contradicts himself quite a bit. Nonetheless, there's still the rumors and lies out there here all the way here at the end of 2021 that Mike Pence could have stopped that entire vote count and said, nope, we need a recount or these states need to have their votes audited. And what they mean by an audit is the signature verification, or at least there has to be something there. Uh, the signature has to be looked at. The identification of who, you know, filled out the ballot and the envelope has to be checked and matched. And in Arizona, they was there, yeah, Arizona, Maricopa County, they found enough ballots that there are enough mail-in envelopes that didn't match up with the signature or identification that it could have flipped Arizona for Trump, I believe. But January 6th and into January 7th, because of the, we'll call it riot, because of the rioting, they actually went past midnight. Kudos to the House and the Senate. I usually refer them, refer to them as 535 villages missing an idiot, but this day they did work after all was clear and safe. They continued on to certify the election. However, because of the riot and the chaos, a lot of the senators that signed off on these objections to the certification of specific states withdrew their signatures and the members of the House delegation of those states stood up and said, we have an objection, but we do not have a senator's signature on this objection. So that state was no longer uh, objected to and was certified. Uh, after the riot, there was only one state where a and, and it could have been any senator from any of the other 50 states. Uh, well, 49. It could have been any senator from any of the 50 states could sign off on the objection. It did not have to be the senator from that state. Only one more state was contested after the rioting because... It was viewed as people are trying to interfere with democracy. The Trump people are out of control. We're, there's really not enough evidence, and there's not there are not going to be enough Democrats vote to throw these electoral votes out. We might as well just go ahead with the certification process. So... In the wee hours of the morning of January 7th, we did have the stolen election certified. And there are several articles out there. Time Magazine, in particular, had a breakdown of how the Democrats went about organizing the steal. And you can find other things, like I said, the Zuckerberg Foundation giving out grants to canvassing groups to go out and get Democrat votes. 
giving out grants to boards of elections to help them with the count, but count the way the Zuckerberg Foundation wanted it counted. That's why you had such a low, low, low number of absentee or mail-in ballots not such a low number of absentee or mail-in ballots thrown out. It was a lower number than typically get cast aside. Normally it's like, you know, one or two percent, maybe one percent. In this case it was like a fraction of a percentage of ballots that were thrown out, but it was enough ballots to change the results. So the January 6th rioting um, at the Capitol. We're starting to slowly, <coughs> no thanks to the January 6th House Committee, but through other means, find out that one, well, from the beginning, we knew that there were Antifa uh, instigators, rioters, acting as MAGA supporters. In on the riot, they were either instigating some dim-witted Trump fans into going into the Capitol or they themselves organized enough and were just dressed as Trumpers, you know, wearing MAGA hats, waving American flags, waving Trump flags. I'm talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter rioters, the same people that rioted all year in 2020. They all, there was enough of them there. We know they were instigating. Uh, some of these people that went into the Capitol on January 6th just walked in and walked out when they were told to. Some were ignoramuses and broke things and uh, vandalized. A lot of them, a lot of the ones that were arrested, pardon me, are still being held in a federal prison, which in, to steal a term from Hillary Clinton, deplorable conditions. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you can look up her social media. She's one of the few reps fighting for these people. Uh, one of the few Americans fighting for these people. They, some of them have not been charged. They have not been indicted. They have not been given a speedy and fair trial. They're just being held in what's described as a Russian gulag type prison uh, in solitary confinement, which in a way is a form of torture you know, being held alone for almost a year now it can do a lot of things to your mind. Uh, and they're not being given proper medical treatment, not being given proper nutrition in accordance with uh, medical conditions that they might have and things like that. What happened on January 6th Donald Trump was holding a rally. There were a lot of people there making accusations of the stolen election. <clears throat> Trump said we're going to have to fight like hell for our rights from now on because the Democrats and the liberal extremists want to take them away. That's where the fight like hell came in. He told his friends we're going to peacefully march down to the Capitol and 
let Congress know we disagree with this stolen election. He never once told his people to go into the Capitol, fight like hell, was a separate thought and statement from march peacefully to the Capitol. And he emphasized peacefully because he didn't want his people acting a fool like Antifa and Black Lives Matter did all summer long leading up to this. Now, they blamed Trump, but he was still speaking as the rioting was starting at the Capitol. People who were at the Trump, well, at the Stop the Steal rally, who, which was organized by someone aside from Trump, although he had his hand in getting people to come and organize, uh, he was still speaking when the rioting was starting. We have found out that there were FBI agent provocateurs instigating the riot. They're, the media and the liberals and the Democrats are still lying and saying five or six people were killed that day. That is not true. The man who was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher that they say was killed on January 6th, who laid in state at the Capitol building. That means his casket and he in it were, let, were in the Capitol and honored by the uh, representatives. He actually died of a stroke two days later. Nothing to do with the Capitol riot. The only person who was killed on January 6th as a direct result of the riot was Ashley Babbitt. And she was killed because there were people, uh, not perhaps either agent provocateurs or Antifa dressed as Trump supporters, bashing in a window a door, there was a door with a large window pane in it. On the other side of the door, there was a rogue, incompetent, he, he, this is all fact, you can look it up, Capitol Police Officer or Security Guard who uh, had been disciplined for not being very good at his job, leaving his gun in the men's room of at one point a few months or year earlier <laughs> okay Ashley Babbitt was in line behind these guys to go into the Capitol and do whatever she was going to do they picked her up and started to lift her through the window when the Capitol police officer shot her that was the only person killed on January 6th and she was killed by Capitol Hill security, not Trump supporters. So now we have this January 6th committee, which their whole job is to try to find some way to stop Trump from running again in 2024. And you can look all that up on your own if you don't believe me. It's all out there for you. We have in 2021 the continuation of COVID, which Joe Biden has officially given up on. His campaign promise to end COVID-19. It's taken very various forms, pardon me. Uh, it's mutated and evolved as viruses will. The common cold and common flu that we today catch is a variant of an old cold or flu 
it's been around for well what was it the 1919 Spanish flu I may have my year off by maybe off by year or two it might have been 1917 but the Spanish flu is the flu we catch today it's just a variant nonetheless the COVID-19 has mutated into different variants but the president tried to force many mandates, whether it be masks, uh, be it uh, vaccinations. Um, he's tried to impose new lockdowns. Countries around the world, Austria and Australia, which are two different places, Germany have severe major lockdown rules. Uh, you cannot go any place without your vaccine passport. Okay, and you will be arrested. They even arrested Santa Claus in Germany for Pete's sake for being out and about without his vaccine passport. Joe Biden, a few days ago, said it's up to the states now to m impose their mandates for vaccination or masks or close down businesses. And right now, the most current variation of uh, the COVID is the one you want to catch <laughs> because it knocks out the Delta variant. It is a very weak variant. It's a very weak, you get like the sniffles, a cold, a cough, hospitalizations are very low. In fact, people are being hospitalized for other reasons and then the hospital finds out that they have the Omicron variant and they put you down as a COVID Omicron hospitalization in some cases. When really you went into the hospital for, doc, this is from Dr. Fauci himself. <coughs> Dr. Falsy finally told the truth about something. You have kids going to the hospital for broken arms or broken legs and they find out at the hospital, they automatically get tested for Omicron, Omicron, and then they're listed as an Omicron hospitalization. So we have that going on. Uh, we have governors and different people trying to mandate vaccines for kids as young as five years old. We have commercials and advertisements for vaccinations from the COVID-19 and its variants. Uh, never in my life have I seen commercials or heard advertisements on the radio for vaccinations. You know, it's automatic we get vaccinated for polio, tuberculosis, measles, deadly diseases with high death rates. The, this virus at its worst has had less than a 1% death rate. Okay. More people died in 2021 from the coronavirus with with va with vaccines then died in well with vaccines available more people have died this year than died in 2020 i think uh by it was like it's uh 750,000 when trump left office Less than 500,000 people had died. The point is, m men, women, humans, human beings, humanoids, whatever you want to call this species, 
we cannot control mother nature's viruses we cannot control the earth and all that we cannot we don't have control over what nature does or says or thinks god is still in control um but the the covid fear the government power still goes on and i do strongly believe if we were not an armed population we would be experiencing the same brutal lockdowns as austria australia and germany where police are frustrated uh, the government has sent the military in and they're abusing the citizens of those countries to get a point across they have people in australia in internment camps this is 2021 we have people taken from their families over the covid virus which is just another coronavirus there are a lot of coronaviruses out there it's a common thing like i've said taken from their homes from their families because they're either not vaccinated or they've been exposed to the virus and they're put in camps and in those camps they cannot leave their little front porch except to maybe go to the laundry room and wash clothes and even that is monitored they have people in hazmat suits okay bringing them their meals and if you leave your porch the little uh, police there pull up in a golf cart or a little we'll just call it a golf cart and scold you and threaten you and you have to stay on your porch at your little uh, cabin at the internment camp disturbing stuff all over a virus that amounts to a severe cold or severe flu so that's government hellfire and brimstone in a nutshell in 2021 come back here momentarily after a little breaky break and finish up with some other crazy things but less uh disturbing podcast we're back at it uh other things that happened in 2021 that were not uh necessary government related uh silliness the las vegas raiders my football team formerly the oakland raiders formerly the los angeles raiders and before that formerly the oakland raiders again They move around a lot is what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, They had some insane off-the-field problems. They uh, finally built up a halfway decent defense, which has gotten better throughout the year. The weapons that they've been drafting to put around, beside, behind Derek Carr were finally... Uh, becoming weapons and then the Washington football team formerly known as the Washington Redskins 
had been under investigation for a while over sexual harassment, uh, abusiveness towards female employees. And in the 650,000 emails that were being looked at by the National Football League in regard to this investigation, 10 emails from the Los Angeles, see I'm getting confused with my losses, Las Vegas Raiders head coach, 10 emails between him and team owner Dan Snyder were revealed. He said some harsh things in these emails. Uh, Some of them were called racist, bigoted, homophobic, uh, misogynistic, all those words liberals like to use. And there was uh, a comment about the, uh, the head of the NFL Players Association uh, when the NFL was looking at player safety issues. Uh, he said that the chief negotiator for the Players Association or the Players Union had lips the size of Michelin tires. Uh, which is a connotation that African Americans have bigger lips than white people, which I really have rarely ever seen in all of the black people that I've known, but whatever. That's pretty ignorant, anyhow. Uh, then that was not enough to get him fired by the Raiders or get him to resign. He had a meeting with his players. His black players were like, well, he's always been cool to me. He's never said anything or done anything bad to me. So, that being said, Tuesday after the Raiders went out and played their game, John Gruden was still the head coach. And then more emails were revealed. He referred to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell as a homosexual slur. Starts with an F. Uh, He said some disparaging things about women in the NFL, which the Raiders have been on the forefront, even when Al Davis was alive. uh, They had some of the first female front office staff. Uh, They had one of the first, or I think she was the first female assistant coach, but they didn't get credit for it because it's the Raiders and the NFL hates them. Uh, But they've always been a progressive team, you know. The first Hispanic head coach, first black head coach in the NFL. Uh, Al Davis and now his son Mark Davis don't care about race, gender, sexual orientation. Just win, baby. So John Gruden had to resign over these emails. Out of 650,000 emails, 10 got leaked to the press by somebody in the NFL. We don't know who. Now, obviously... There's going to be some leakage when you call the commissioner of the NFL a homosexual slur. But John Gruden is now in the process of suing the NFL for millions of dollars. Uh, He had a $100 million contract with the Raiders. Uh, actually, it was 110 million, I think, or no, it was 100 million, 10 million over 10 years. He was halfway through that, and because he resigned, he relinquished the remainder of his contract. Now, obviously, if you make 50 million dollars in five years, uh, you're set for life. But that was the John Gruden email scandal of 2021. 
Other sports news. For the first time in 18 years, that team up north beat Ohio State. Uh, John or Jim Harbaugh was on a hot seat. He took a pay cut. Uh, he brought in assistant coaches from the NFL and built an offense and a defense with one sole purpose, beating Ohio State. And they finally did it. They ended an 18-year losing streak to Ohio State. And if you don't know who I'm referring to by that team up north, that is the nickname that us Ohio State fans have for the University of Michigan football team. It goes back to Ohio State coach Woody Hayes, uh, he would never refer to Michigan as Michigan. It's just an insult. Uh, when they drove the team bus up to Michigan for football games, they didn't stop and eat at any Michigan restaurants. They didn't even stop for gasoline in the state of Michigan. He said, we'll get out and push our bus across the Ohio border before we give this state a dime, <laughs> okay? <clears throat> that was the disdain Woody Hayes had for Michigan. And that goes the other way, too. Uh, legendary Michigan head coach Bo Schembechler would never call Ohio State Ohio State. He always just referred to them as Ohio. We're playing Ohio this week. We're going to beat Ohio this week. Always just referred to it as by the state's name. Never the Ohio State University as we say it. So Michigan finally beat Ohio State. They're now in the college football playoff because of that. Uh, and we'll... I'm predicting they're going to lose to Georgia, but we'll see how it goes. They actually had a good season. Thanks to all these assistants that Jim Harbaugh brought in. Uh, earlier this year in 2021, cancel culture. Gina Carano, uh, one of the stars of the hit Disney series, The Mandalorian, which is... Um, a star, a spinoff of Star Wars, one of the few successful spinoffs of the original Star Wars, uh, the Mandalorian series. She got politically active in 2020 uh, and had been told to stop tweeting and Instagramming uh, things about the election and politics that didn't go with what Disney liked. And Disney is protective of its brand, okay? Um, Gabriel Iglesias was working on a show for, was developing a show with Disney. And he said, you know, if you do anything un-Disney-like, they will fire you. They won't do your show, whatever. Well, Gina Carano put out a picture, a couple of pictures of people in Germany ganging up on and turning the Jews, turning in the Jews to the Nazis, uh, picking on the Jews. It was not anti-Semitic. It was anti-Nazi and anti-German uh, pre Holocaust and the caption was something to the effect of before they started killing Jewish people before the Nazis started killing the Jews they had their neighbors turn against them well this was a comparison to how the, our government wanted you to if you had a friend or neighbor who was in Washington on January 6th, they wanted you to turn them in. 
our government wanted you to tattletale on your neighbor for not wearing their mask in public. They wanted you to pressure your neighbors to get vaccinated. And Gina Carano compared that to how the Nazis had Germans turn on the Jews, turn against the Jews, leading up to the internment of the Jewish people. Uh, the Biden administration said they wanted to uh, outlaw, or pardon me, not the Biden administration, but Democrats, yeah, in the Biden administration and in Congress, wanted to blacklist, blackball, uh, segregate from society, re-educate, re-indoctrinate Trump supporters. And this is what Gina Carano was comparing, was how the Nazis wanted other Germans to turn Jews in, wanted them to attack Jewish people leading up to the Holocaust and the concentration camps. And Disney fired her for that. Now keep in mind, Walt Disney himself was an anti-Semite, an anti-Catholic, and a bigot, and a sexist. But Gina Carano, who should be the the face, the beauty of a thick, strong, plus-size woman. She's not obese. She's just a strapping, not your skin, skinny, hourglass figure, skin and bones chick. Uh, said things that Disney didn't like, so they fired her. Uh, to much controversy, a lot of people canceled their Disney Plus subscriptions. But Disney's still going strong. They don't care. Uh, Gina Carano has moved on to other things. She is still a successful woman. Uh, ben Shapiro's uh, group has offered her the ability to produce a movie of her own. I don't know what that's going to be or where that is in the process, but Gina Carano getting canceled because she compared the Biden administration to the Nazis is, uh, well, I shouldn't just say the Biden administration, but the way that the government is acting to how the Nazis acted leading up to World War II and the Holocaust and so on, she got fired for that. So, strange but true. I already did a full podcast on this, but to mention it, World Wrestling Entertainment has been cutting and firing and releasing wrestlers left and right, some of which were fan favorites. Uh, most recently, a young lady named Tony Storm, who was just an awesome wrestler, uh, a woman who was always portrayed as a dominant figure in other promotions uh, and on the independent wrestling scene since, since she was a teenager. She's only 24 or 25 now. She asked WWE to release her because they were doing a crappy job of booking her in angles and storylines and matches. And she just decided her talents weren't being used to the best and she wanted to go. So that was the latest release, but it was a requested release. You had the Cuomo brothers get canned. Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York was uh, forced to resign after a multitude of sexual harassment and abuse allegations. 
Now, killing 15,000 senior citizens by putting COVID positive and symptomatic people in nursing homes wasn't bad enough. You know, he was given an Emmy Award for his press conferences and how he handled the COVID outbreak in early 2020. We then found out from his staff he fucked up royally and on purpose and let people die to make Donald Trump look bad. And Gina Carano dare compare the Democrats to Nazis, huh? So anyhow, but that wasn't enough to get Cuomo out of office. He is under investigation and uh, could well be charged with sexual harassment or sexual abuse of uh, female office workers uh, and that's why he had to resign well then we find out his brother Chris Cuomo was using CNN investigative journalism CNN's famous uh, what do they call them anonymous sources to dig up dirt on his brother's accusers. So that got Chris Cuomo fired from CNN. First he was suspended, but then it snowballed so much he had to, or they had to fire him. Then that opened the door to people saying, well, Chris Cuomo and his brother are perverts, dirty old men, Uh, the way they act towards women, but there are people here at CNN, producers behind the scenes, grooming young children to be part of perverted sexual uh, activities with adults. So now we've got Project Veritas nipping at the heels of CNN over several producers, or at least two producers, being pedophiles. Or, uh, well, they're pedophiles. I mean, if you're grooming kids to, and I mean, you know, telling kids, hey, send me pictures of yourself in sexy poses. Uh, You're telling mothers to send you pictures of them and their daughters all these things, you're probably a pedophile. You just haven't been caught yet. Uh, But the Cuomo stuff then led to the pedophilia stuff behind the schemes at CNN. Disgusting. Totally disgusting. And here we have people like... uh, Alex Jones, who talked about Epstein and Sex Island for 20 years, and nobody believed him. The media tried to bury him. Well, gee, I wonder why. There's people in the media that are involved in this. Uh, that The Ghislaine Maxwell trial just ended with a guilty verdict. But the... Epstein files, which contain the names and information about very powerful people in the world and in politics, all that information has been sealed. We've seen in evidence, which is public record, in the Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell trial, Uh, FBI uh, photographs of videotapes, CDs with possible child porn, possible uh, porn of powerful 
political and media figures with minors. And the FBI lost these somehow. Strange. You know, the people that say we're a bunch of tinfoil hat wearing loonies are the loonies. What we've been saying as conservatives that there's something strange going on out in Hollywood. There's some sexual deviance in Washington and in the world at the elite level, like Prince Andrew. Uh, turns out we may be right, but it's been sealed. Evidence has been conveniently lost. How does the FBI lose evidence like that? You know, but, you know, we've got a governor, we've got a CNN top reporter, or, I don't know, Chris Cuomo wasn't really a reporter, but you get my drift. Uh, and you have other people behind the scenes at CNN being exposed as sexual deviants. Let's end something on a, a better note. Uh, when the United States reopened for business earlier this year, as fans were slowly allowed back into sporting events like college football games and NASCAR events. The F. Joe Biden chant randomly broke out at college football stadiums all over America. Then at NASCAR events. Well, there was a NASCAR driver whose name was Brandon and he won the NASCAR Cup this year. I don't follow NASCAR. I don't know what the hell a NASCAR Cup is, but apparently it's like the Super Bowl of NASCAR, you know, where they drive around in left-hand circles at 200 miles an hour. <clears throat> so there's a reporter. She has a big old headset because... They have to wear big headsets to muffle the sound of the cars driving around so that the reporters aren't deaf by the end of the race. So the crowd was chanting F. Joe Biden as she was interviewing the winner of the NASCAR Cup, Brandon. And she said, whoa, listen, the crowd's chanting, let's go, Brandon. They're chanting your name. <laughs> no, they weren't. Not even close. But maybe through the big headphones, she got confused or she was just trying to cover up the F. Joe Biden chant and make you think they were chanting for Brandon. But Let's Go Brandon has become the secret code for F. Joe Biden. Now, there were some people with flags and signs in their yards that flat out said F. Joe Biden and the t-shirts and everything. But those of us that are a little more uh, cynical and civilized say, let's go Brandon. And there are less, let's go Brandon signs, t-shirts, flags, all kinds of stuff that say, let's go, Brandon, but it really means F. Joe Biden. <laughs> Christmas Eve in America, and probably anywhere else in the world, I don't know. In America, you can call the, uh, it's called NORAD, and it's the uh, old air defense system against a uh, possible Soviet invasion. But, uh, I don't know, as the Cold War wound down, let's say, they started doing fun things like tracking Santa Claus. And there was a family that every year they call NORAD 
to find out where Santa Claus is. There's a special phone number and a website you can go and track Santa with through the NORAD uh, uh, anti-Soviet air defense system. And they'll tell you where Santa's at in the world. So this guy from Oregon calls in uh, to find out where Santa is and his kids are uh, streaming it. And it's also being streamed by the White House. And you can, uh, certain people were patched through to First Lady Jill Biden. So this guy thought, well, it'll be like a recording of her saying something. So he had his kids live stream on their cell phones, the or maybe it was his wife or whatever, uh, the conversation or the recording, he thought, of First Lady Joe Biden. Well, here it's it really was Joe and Joe Biden live. And so they made some small talk. And at the end of the call, this guy says, and oh, by the way, let's go Brandon. And Joe Biden responds, yeah, I agree. Let's go Brandon on three. Let's go Brandon. One, two, three. And the guy doesn't answer because he can't believe that the dumbass president is saying, let's go, Brandon, which is an insult to him. So there's where we end 2021. Uh, prayers and salutations for a blessed 2022. Uh, this year flew by. And uh, let's hope for better things to come for all and for America. And I hope you had a good 2021. I hope you have a good life out there. With that, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. We'll see you next time on Americana, The American Way.